It is time for your favorite Android podcast from the crew of blindandroidusers.com. Kick back and enjoy another fine episode from these Google fanboys as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here are your hosts. Hello and welcome to episode 41 of the Blind Android Users podcast. I'm Ed Green and I'm joined today by my co-hosts Warren Carr, Austin Pinto and Doug Cameron. We are coming to you on Saturday the 18th of September 2021. On this week's show, we have the announcements from Austin. Our must-have apps category this week is human assistance apps, and we follow that up in our spotlight section with an interview uh, from Ryan Bishop and Irene Coben from Ira. Warren then unboxes his Galaxy Watch 4, and Warren also concludes the episode with the next in his series of TalkMac highlights. Austin, how are you? What's going on in Mumbai? Everything in Mumbai is good. I got my second COVID vaccine, so things are opening up. I'm almost ready to go to office. The rain is gone, and the worst part is now we are going to get some very warm weather, which is which I don't like. But also IPL is starting, so that is a very exciting thing. But not in India. It's in Sharjah, isn't it? Or UAE yeah, you can or watch it on TV. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can. Yeah, and that's yeah. good. Alberta, how's Doug? Um, I'm vertical. I'm caffeinated. The province is back under lockdown, so, you know, complete and utter f- show here. And what's going on in the state of Washington, Car? Oh, my gosh. So we're, we're kind of back in those rainy days. Uh, we seldom see rain here in this part of the state, but, you know, today it's all rainy. And we had some rain a little while ago, so it's nice telling us, hey, win- winter's on the horizon, and We'll soon be having those snowy days again. And I tell you what, yesterday I was cold all day. It was really cold, but um, it's very cloudy and a little bit rainy out there today. Other than that, I'm staying indoors and boy, I'm just going to be drinking my tea and working on our podcast. Was it a physical cold or a metaphorical desolate cold that you realized how bad a fame the Pixel 5a is? Uh, the pixel phone the pixel phone is your hero my man it's so optimized the battery lasts forever but you can't run a single app you know i I can i continue to be amazed by the battery of the pixel 5a i mean i charged that thing guy um to like 80 percent and it lasts over two days. I mean, like 50-something hours, and it's still at like 21%, 25%. You can't go wrong on that. Depends so what the phone let, does, let, let, me, let me see you try to touch that. But it depends what the phone can do, doesn't it? Like you probably load a media app, you lock your screen, and immediately the app dies. I want, you to, I want to see you try to touch that. But it depends what you want to do, doesn't it? Do you want your phone to work or do you want the battery to be optimized? Austin, Austin <laughs> can you rescue us here? <laughs> yeah, save us from ourselves. Again, like last week. Blind Android Users is proud to partner with the folks from Gravity Forms. Gravity Forms has allowed us to ensure that our website is both accessible and easy to use with regards to our contact forms and other various forms found throughout the page. Thanks to Gravity Forms' dedication to accessibility and their compliance with all federal and jurisdictional laws relating to accessibility is appreciated. 
The blind Android users would like to thank the folks from Gravity Forms for sponsoring our license subscription to their WordPress plugin. If you'd like to know more about Gravity Forms, check them out online at gravityforms.com. What are the announcements? So this time we have got a very big list of announcements. The first announcement is if you are a listener from US, UK, Northern Ireland, New Zealand or Australia, you have to listen to this show right up to the end. Somewhere in between there is a magic word hidden and if you find the word and email it to us, you can get 30 minutes of IRA time. So two listeners will get that. The second big announcement and a request also is if you have registered with the website to either submit content or articles please go to your profile and enter your first and last name and complete the profile so that we know that it is a legitimate registration because sometimes we get some illegitimate and uncompleted registrations on our website <laughs> the third announcement is we have started a question answer segment on our website so if you have a question or something you can register and post the question to the website and we will do our best to answer the question if you have already registered to post articles and all you don't need to register but if you have not then you will have to register and also we have a direct play link playlist link on our website that will take you to the youtube playlists all list of playlists where we have content systematically organized so that is the list of announcements thanks very much austin i th- I, th- i think it's fair to say on the ireland point uh, when when we're not quite sure what what the rule is you'll listen to uh, and i think that northern ireland is in the uk anyway which it is it's not in great britain so it if 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 in the republic of ireland you can receive ira then you are eligible for the first 30 minutes if you can't then you probably aren't so uh what it is is it 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 applies in the ira locations in which in which ira operates so uh, it it does get a bit confused and if ira operates in your location then you stand on this episode to win 30 minutes of ira if you email us The important question now would be do you have to be an IRA subscriber already? No. Okay. No, you don't have no, to. No, you don't. I do know most of their subscription and giveaways you do, so I figured that's important thing to be asking. No, no, you don't. You almost deliberately don't for the purposes of this. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a free getting started or uh, continuing 30 minutes. And I do want you would, you would then you. have to sign up obviously like you'd have to go and get yourself an account but you could do that on the free the the, the free five minutes account and Austin I was just gonna say hey I do want to thank you though for making that uh, both you and uh, dog for um making it possible for people to just jump onto the playlist from our website I think that's probably uh an an easier way to get uh, to those playlists on YouTube if people want to uh do that and um alongside that to the I've been meaning to say that uh, there's something in Android 12 beta 5 did I talk about this last week that the uh, two finger hold down has returned and I had to reset my phone like four times to be sure it wasn't a fluke and I hope that it is not taken away 
with the last uh, final public release. So our trusted old friend is back as it was. Yeah, because that thing was taken away back when, uh, was that as of uh, beta 3 or was it during one of the uh, dev previews? I don't remember, but it was sad to say goodbye to an old trusted friend and all of a sudden that baby is back and I just could not believe it. And so to be sure, I had to reset my phone four times and I'm not kidding. I had to do that to be doubly sure. And oh, quadruply sure. Yeah, absolutely. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And now a word from our sponsor, the world's most trusted WordPress backup restore and clone plugin. Hacking, server crashes, dodgy updates, or simple user error can ruin your WordPress site. That is why you need AppDraft Plus. Install AppDraft Plus to protect your WordPress-powered site by visiting updraftplus.com. That's updraftplus.com. U-P-D-R-A-F-T-P-L-U-S.com. We thank Updraft Plus for sponsoring this episode of the Blind Android Users Podcast. Now we're going to talk about uh, the next category of must-have apps, and this is human assistance apps. So, so we've looked a little bit at OCR apps and apps that use AI either to read text or to describe scenes. Uh, and now we're going to look at ones that use human agents to do the same. Warren, do you have anything to say by way of introduction to this category? I really like the human uh, assistant apps. However, you know, sometimes I think people need to have some caution when you use these things. And probably as it stands now, though, we probably only have two. And those are uh, the Ira, the one that we are going to be uh, putting the interview that we had with Ryan and Irene. And then I think the second one is the Be My Eyes. Uh, do you guys know if there's another third one that I'm not remembering? I don't think there is these days. I think those are the two. There was, you know, I think the first one was the Be Specular, and Be Specular was not like a live thing. So you take a picture of something and send it and send it in, and then they will t tell you what it is. Now, um, of course, the problem with Be Specular was that sometimes maybe someone is not holding the phone right and things like that. But with these two, which is live human interaction, so one is being guided on how to hold the phone. And as you can hear in our interview, though, you know, I even goes a, a step farther um, doing, doing things for you right there within the app itself. And so uh, all I can say, you know, is that by default, these, uh, these apps launch the back camera. So there's no... Um, you're not being captured on your selfie camera or anything like that. So it's usually always the back camera that is triggered. And so uh, people should keep that in mind. And uh, if you want something like maybe you want to see how your, your makeup is or whatever, and probably I'm sure that you guys should be able to toggle on uh, the front camera. Is it possible, Ed? I haven't used Ira, so I don't know. Yeah, I will typically use the back camera when you are um, uh, calling Ira. So you'll want to, if you if you want to do a selfie, you'll want to turn your phone around. It's it's not using the front camera normally. 
Yeah, but let's say a young lady is trying to go out on a, a dinner night or a date night or whatever, and wants to see how she's doing her makeup, how she looks. Uh, could she not uh, toggle the camera to say I, the I selfie think, camera? I think he can. Uh, it's probably easy to turn the phone around, but um, I think it has a toggle. Um, I haven't. I haven't tried to do that. I've never particularly needed to use the the front camera on an Ira call. I've always been happy with the back one. Um, so <laughs> you could toggle it, but you could also just turn the phone around. Yeah, I, I think turning the back of the phone though would make you superimposed because the uh, the back camera is, is too powerful for selfies. And so I'm sure though that one should be able to toggle to the front camera. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you can. Um, yeah. it's not it's not something I've tried but uh, yeah I imagine you will be able to um, so the two apps Warren has mentioned uh, Warren's mentioned are Be My Eyes and Ira they're both good um, they both have their different uses I think I'll talk a little bit about Be My Eyes because we don't have a feature with them though it may be something we seek to be in future weeks be My Eyes, broadly speaking, offers two broad services. It's free, so you can connect with a volunteer. Uh, they have millions of volunteers literally signed up uh, to, to help blind people use the app. What happens then is that the phone camera of the blind person appears on the phone screen of the volunteer. So um, that, that's how it works. There's nothing else to it on the volunteer side so you can use that for anything you feel comfortable using be my eyes with and they will they will as i say get the camera feed on their phone screen and will be able to help you out they also have specialized services in be my eyes so um if you want help from a company that's registered, then that can often be the best way to get it. So for instance, Microsoft and Google are on Be My Eyes. I found it quicker to connect to the Microsoft Disability Answer Desk uh, through Be My Eyes. It's quicker than it is phoning them up. Um, uh, Google similarly, uh, response times are good. In the UK, uh, we have a banking group on there, uh, and they have several banking brands which appear. Uh, you also have uh, help with COVID tests, and there's a there's a pregnancy test thing I think on there. And uh, R and I B also appear in their specialised help section. Ira is a little bit different. It's a paid app, and you're going to hear from Ira in a minute. And they have they have more. Uh, features which enable them uh, to help you. So they do obviously get your phone camera, but as Ryan, uh, who we interview from Iron in, in a minute, explains, there's a whole dashboard which sits behind that. I'm going to briefly show you the Ira app now, and then we will hear from Ira in the next section. I'm going to unlock my phone. So I'm on the IRA home screen. I am going to swipe, I think, rather than run my finger up and down the screen. The unlabeled doesn't actually do anything. It's not a control. So you'll hear Ryan say that uh, whilst you pay for Ira and Ira Minutes, um, it is possible to get Ira for free in certain circumstances. This is where you would go to get that. All Ira for free. 
this is the main thing calling ira for free that's what you'll want to do it says for free because you get a free five minutes um, if you have a plan uh your plan will kick in after the five minutes start a call with a message you might be in a situation where uh you don't want to talk particularly maybe you are, are in a uh, in a conference or something and you want ira to help you use some slides that you know are going to come up much better to send a degree discreet message under the table as it were rather than while the speaker's speaking you go hello ira i'd like some help that might be a bit weird in a conference with lots of people and that's it that's the home screen i will show you one more thing in the menu open navigation tool that's the menu button so it says home there that's not the control to get to home it's simply telling you whereabouts in the apps hierarchy you are there are uh, some screens which have several levels down that wouldn't say home in that instance Ed, plus four, four, seven, that's four. me obviously that there's home to go to home usage tells you um how much you've used you can view details of previous calls you can rate calls you can see which agents you had i'm going to go into account Zero percent progress bar. Ira, open navigation tool, but account profile, new details, one of seven. So there I could go and change my email address, my payment details, all the rest of it. Photos, new details, two of seven. So, so photos are really interesting. Ryan talks about this. Uh, you can have Ira take photos of things that you want. Um, uh, and they will be they will be in that part of your IRA app. They will also email them to you, by the way, so you don't have to go into there if you don't want to. And then you can uh, take them wherever you like and, and, and put them on Facebook or whatever. Riddersure, that, that's, that's Rideshare. Uh, IRA will integrate with Lyft. So uh, you can have an IRA book you a cab anyway. They could go onto a website and book it. All, all the integration means is that they can see it slightly more sensibly on the IRA dashboard. They used to offer Uber. They don't anymore. They only offer Lyft. You can invite friends to IRA and you each get minutes. We could upgrade our plan. Um, I have a fairly basic plan with IRA, but you could buy more minutes. You can share minutes with someone. So uh, uh, maybe you know someone uh, who who can't afford a plan, or maybe you can't each afford a plan. You can you can share the minutes together, and you can follow them on Facebook and Twitter and everywhere else. I think that's all I need to show with the Ira app. Um, uh, you know, it's a fairly self-explanatory app. I don't think we need to call them to demonstrate it. Uh, but that, that is the app. Uh, thanks, Ed. You know, I'm kind of sitting here thinking about the two, you know, Be My Eyes and Ira. It seems like, you've, as you indicated, though, it seems like each has a different uh, uh, need that they feel. And I think it's important that probably one should have both um, especially if you're someone who wants to just uh, only have, you know, someone tell you, hey, you know, how does this thing look and things like that, or you need help with some uh, other company, like you indicated, you even have a banking or a bank there in the UK. I think that's really neat. I didn't know that um, some banks even subscribe to um, Be My Eyes. And 
a lot of times people would prefer to call than you know go on the website or use an app because they're not very familiar with either their touch screen or with uh, the computer. It does make sense to be able to have to talk to someone, you know, at a bank and things like that. So I didn't know that BMI eyes have that. That's really nice that they have such a thing. And yeah. of course, uh, with uh, Ira, as we talked on the interview, you know, you want to take a picture of something. You want to make sure that you have a good looking picture and things like that. I think this is where you would need to use a service like Ira. And and how I use them as well, and this is not how everybody uses them. Some people use Ira for things which I would use be my eyes. But let me tell you what I do. I was in Brussels. Uh, I was negotiating with the EU at the time. There was a coffee machine in the hotel room, and I couldn't get it to work. For me, that's a be my eyes job. There's nothing particularly confidential about it. There's nothing I need anyone to be particularly trained about. You know, no one's going to know about this coffee machine anyway. So I just need to know if it's got lights on, like if there are buttons on it. So I I used to be my eyes for that. Now, if I've got some mail that might be confidential, I might be wrong here. I would rather entrust that to someone I'm paying money to. And quite frankly, I can go after if my confidential information gets leaked. I don't feel I have the same comeback on Be My Eyes with three, however many million volunteers. I would rather do that through IRA. Similarly, navigation-wise, I can save preferences with IRA. So if I would rather have uh, directions described as left, right, backwards, as opposed to a clock face, IRA will remember that because I'll save it on my profile. They'll also remember how much information I want. Like, do I want every building? Do I want a little bit? I can save those preferences with Ira. I can't with Be My Eyes, and Ira can find me on a map, whereas Be My Eyes can't. It's horses for courses. Some people with Ira use it all the time. I'm a bit more selective. And, you know, I just want to mention this in passing, that, you know, sometimes it's not everything that one would really want to, uh, have someone take a look at, and I, I don't care whether uh, whether it's Ira or Be My Eyes, but for example, I'm not sure that I would necessarily have someone try to help me read my credit card information. Um, I don't have any doubt that those people would want to um, give your information or anything or do a screenshot of what they're seeing, but I personally wouldn't uh, want someone to give me or help me with such a thing, if you know what I mean. It's just no. one has to use common sense here. The things that are very personal, just like uh, in our lives, we have things that are personal, things that we don't want anyone to know. And I would just caution about, you know, maybe things like that. But also, you have to, you, you sort of have to work out what's what, what's best for your situation. Like, you know, I've got a, I've got a wife who can read that. If in extremis, if the app fails, so have you. If someone lives alone and they are, I don't know, 30 to 50 miles away from a bank, maybe an IRA is the only thing they've got to do that because, you know, they don't want to ask their neighbour. They can't get to the bank readily to have them do that. I think if you must use a service for that, I would probably use IRA, unless, of course, your bank happens to be on Be My Eyes. Yeah. Uh, I'm just kind of, yeah, it, it, it makes sense. But I'm just t- talking about, you know, hey, I want you to help me read my credit card number. 
I want to write it down, yeah, me that too. kind of thing. That's I, I what just... I'm talking about too. Like, <laughs> I, I have options to do that that don't involve Ira. Some yeah. people don't have options because they're miles away from a bank. They live on their own. They don't know or trust their neighbors. Maybe Ira is their best shot. Yeah, or if you have one of those um, uh, apps that do offline scanning, then you know I, I probably could use that. Yeah, if you trust like it, if it's good. Yeah. Well, the, the uh, whole thing, it. you know, is a catch twenty two. Yeah, um, because anyone can take a screenshot of what is being seen. I'm not saying though uh, that these people are like that, but you never know. There's always that one bad guy out there, you know, and you of never course. know when you run into that such a person. But yeah, yeah, so yeah. we have to be cautionary about what we yeah. expose out there and what we don't. And we'll all have different risk appetites depending on the other tools in our toolbox available to us, like sighted wives <laughs> or not. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you take different levels of risk dependent on, like, would you rather ask Ira or would you rather go downstairs in your block of flats and ask someone you don't know? Uh, you know, you, you've got to at some point take choices, haven't you? Yeah. and But, you know, they're both the same in that aspect because someone downstairs and someone... From Ira, you both you you don't know either of those two. Oh, no, it's different though because Ira, you have come back, you know, you have a contract. They are, uh, you know, th- th- there's a there's a relationship with Ira. You're paying the money. Um, I think you have come back. I'm not sure you do have come back off a downstairs neighbour in those in those circumstances. You know, yeah. it's not it's not a, Ira isn't a, a suite of volunteers. They're paid employees. I think there's a I think there's a whole structure. I'm not saying I would do it. I'm just saying that faced with those two choices, I think one gives you more of a comeback than the other one does. We do have uh, as blind people, we do have quite a challenge, but you know, I think things are getting better. And uh, it's one of those things that we just have to live with. But then, of course, we have to use our common sense when we're having this type of dealings and things like that. Absolutely. So uh, keep that in mind. Do you or Miss, do you, Doug, or does Mrs. Doug use either be Mize or Ira? Um, I know Daryl does use Ira quite often. Um, neither of us really use Be My Eyes since the last updates it actually messes with our phone speakers. So we kind of both, you bounce off her IRA plan half the time. Yeah, that's good. Austin, have you used Be My Eyes? No, I've not used Be My Eyes. And you don't have IRA in India yet? Yeah, I can't use IRA in India. No. But no, they're, they're good. They do different things. Um, one, one is free, obviously, so that's a good thing. But it, But it is what it is. And I think that Be My Eyes, though, is available everywhere. Would I be wrong to uh, think it no, is? No, it is. Uh, it is available everywhere. Yeah. And the one thing I also Anywhere like there's a Play Store, anyway. I'm yeah. sure you can get an APK if not. And the one thing I like about these things is that actually they operate 24 hours. Because sometimes I kind of feel guilty because I was trying to see whether my dishwasher was done or not. And it was like 11-something. This was over the summer. And I call my, uh, I call be my eyes, and I'm saying to myself, "Oh my gosh, it's after eleven uh, in the evening time," <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh gosh," and I'm, I'm, I was telling the lady, "I'm sorry, I'm calling." Lady, she said, "Oh no, actually, I'm, I think she said she was in Australia or some place like that." So I'm like, "Well, thanks." <laughs> yeah, they're both twenty-four hours. Yeah, um, pe- people say that you know. Um, I think Ryan, we'll hear from him on the spotlight in a minute. He, he talks about the prices of IRA. And I know people that say, 
it's much cheaper to get someone around uh, for an hour a week to read your stuff than it is to have Ira. And I, I don't necessarily disagree with that. But I don't also think that that's what you're paying for with Ira, really. What you are paying for is convenience. You know, if you're the sort of person that can shoehorn all your tasks that you need eyes for to 30 minutes a week and there's never going to be anything that you need someone to look at outside of those 30 minutes and you're going to remember absolutely everything and ask the person for those 30 minutes a week then fine but ira operates 24 7 you always have access to a pair of eyes uh, to look at something so that that is what you are paying for more i think than the minutes now we're going to move on to our spotlight section and we are going to hear from Ryan Bishop and Irene Coburn, who is the Android engineer from Ira. And I'm delighted to say that we are joined by Ryan Bishop and Irene Coburn from Ira. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Irene. Hello. 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 Do you want to introduce yourselves and tell us what your roles are at Ira? Ryan, can I start with you? Yeah, sure. So my name is Ryan Bishop. I am uh, currently the product manager here at Ira. I've been here for about two and a half years now. Um, started in our customer care department, moved up to our product department, and have been here ever since. Um, yeah, i uh, glad to be here today. Looking forward to talking more about Ira, Android. Uh, it's a big big, big, big change for me to really bring in the Android product uh, and, and really get it going. So happy to be here. Well, it's fabulous that you are here. Irene, tell us a little bit about you. Okay, I'm Irene Coburn and I'm senior software engineer working at Ira. I started my employment with Ira five months ago. Before that, I've been working with Dev Community as a software engineer for almost 10 years. It was a research project we did study American Sign Language. And I've been working for eight years on medical devices, also as a senior software engineer. Fabulous. Thanks very much for joining. Ryan, I'm going to start at the absolute top. What is Ira? Yeah, so, you know, I think the really simple way to describe Ira um, that I describe it to a lot of people who drive cars actually is it's almost like OnStar um, <laughs> but it's a, a product where you can uh, get visual information from a live trained agent and I say trained in large air quotes our agents go through almost a whole month of training before they get on the dashboard uh, to talk to uh, explorers which is what we call our customers um, so they go can go through specific things like mobility, audio description, um, all sorts of things like that. Um, you download Ira on your smartphones, whether that be iPhone or Android. Um, and it's really simple to get started. Download our app into your mobile number and you're able to call into these agents and really do anything. Um, there isn't any task that an agent can't do, um, as long as it's legal where you are, uh, the agents can do it. Um, so we've had people come from all walks of life all over to do uh, travel, uh, go to concerts. We've had people do movies. We've had uh, people do homework. Um, we work a lot with transit agencies and businesses to uh, provide employers uh, uh, assistance with uh, either HR or getting uh, you hired to a company. Um, 
One thing that we have done also is job seekers. Uh, so we've really tried to help bridge that barrier in employment by helping with accessible applications. So you name it, um, you can really do anything with IRA and uh, happy to help everyone get started. And what the what's the what's the history of the company? How long has it been around? You know, how did it how did it come about? Yeah, it started um, in 2015. Uh, a really great man, uh, Suman Kanugante. Uh, he was really a visionary who came out of school uh, with a few people, uh, Larry Bach, uh, Yuja, and Watson, and they really wanted to. Uh, Suman and Larry were were friends at school and really wanted to build a way for Larry to see the world, really to really get assistance. And so he founded this thing called IRA um, and it stands for artificial intelligence, remote assistance. Um, and we started in 2015 at the NFB national convention. It was over the summer. Um, and actually the funny story about that convention that we say is we didn't actually intend to launch the service in July of that year. Um, it <laughs> kind of happened as an accident. Um, it was supposed to be going to the convention for a research project to really see how IRA was going to go. And we, they, they got there. Um, and the story goes, they got there. Uh, they got to the exhibit hall. Uh, if anybody's been to a convention uh, for NFB, you know how insane those exhibit halls can get. Um, I believe they were in... Uh, Orlando that no was it Dallas or Orlando I don't remember uh, 2015 honestly so long ago um, and they went in and they went to show off the product and uh, instead of getting a whole bunch of feedback what they got was people uh, flashing their credit cards at them and saying hey how do I sign up when can I sign up um, and so uh, <laughs> the story goes Watson went overnight and went back to his hotel room and uh, redesigned the entire IRA uh, system to uh, be able to accept payments and really be able to work. They went out the next morning, bought a square <laughs> cash, a uh, square card reader, hmm. uh, went back that night and signed up over 200 people at the convention. Um, and so IRA got started that way. And it was completely different from where it was now. I mean, back then you had to do like, it was hour long phone onboardings. It was insane. Um, but it was, it, it started really there. Um, and it grew from that to what it is today. And from there, we, we've, we've grown exponentially. So we, you know, worked with uh, all the founding organizations, really started getting the apps up to date, uh, apps, you know, everything going. And it's, uh, it's been a ride. <laughs> so, so something can go viral at a blindness convention then. Absolutely. Yeah. Viral <laughs> without the space to replicate like a virus, then this did. You, you used some kind of big words and we were talking about what you could do with Ira, like you could do travel. Can, can, can you just unpack that a little bit? So what, so what sorts of things might I be able to do with an Ira agent if I'm an explorer, which I am, by the way. Wow. Uh, I, I dial out. So, so, so give us some use cases. So there are, we'll go travel first. So like you can go, yeah. you can call an agent and let's say you can literally go from point A to point B. So um, agents, I'll kind of describe a little bit. So when you call into an IRA agent, you get um, a pretty, which really sets us apart from other applications. So when you pick up the call to the agent, um, not only do 
does the agent see what's out of your camera, like most uh, applications, but we have a specially designed dashboard that allows the agent to also see a entire Google Maps location of where you are. Um, they can uh, manipulate your phone to be able to take pictures. Um, so if you need to, uh, if they need to see something or if you want to capture a moment, the agents can take a picture for you. They're able to look up locations based on um, the map of where your GPS is. Um, they can really get involved in where you are. Um, and so really, it, it's almost like an agent being there with you remotely uh, and helping you navigate that area. So if you're, um, one big thing is a lot of people use us in airports. Uh, if they want to get through TSA or whatever uh, and find their gates, uh, you can, we, can, we can help with that. Um, you can go uh, to a street and uh, the agents can describe the intersection, you know, how many lanes of traffic, um, uh, all sorts of stuff like that. All the way from at-home tasks, we've had explorers who call an agent, have them look up uh, cooking recipes, and agents can uh, uh, read information on boxes or do Google searches. Um, we work with TeamViewer, so agents can control your computer, uh, help you with those dreaded captures. Um, <laughs> or if you're on an Android phone that lets you, uh, agents can help you control your phone. Um, if not, they can always just view your screen. Um, one big common task is doing those virtual in-app banking uh, cash uh, ca check caches. Um, and one of the biggest things about agents is they're they're all vetted. Um, they're they're uh, under NDAs. They have they're signed in. They're actual employees of IRS. So we have uh, you know our agents are very protected. Information's private and secure. Um, and I think that's another thing that really sets us aside. So there really is. As I said before, as long as it's legal, you can do it. <laughs> so, 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 so if you were deluded enough to want to buy a Pixel phone, they could help you do that online. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> would, would they comment on your lack of taste or advise you against it, or would they just have to do what you told them? <laughs> no. So, yeah, no, the, the agents are not uh, – they, they can give – if you ask for it, their opinion, um, but uh, agents are trained to be objective. Um, so no, they wouldn't tell you uh, that the pixel no. phones are a bad idea. Uh, and they, so they will walk it. Warren off a cliff if he insists on buying a pixel. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? Here's someone who is using a Chinese phone, uh, Ryan. So I'm using a Japanese <laughs> phone. I've got a Sony Xperia 1 Mark III, me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so back Back to Ira, though, there's something that you mentioned, Ryan. This is Warren, by the way. We also have Miriam here, here with us. But something you mentioned that really captured my attention, and that has to do with uh, taking pictures. I am blind, and I, I'm so much into photography and things like that. But so in reality, actually, someone could have you guys help them. For example, say I go to a wedding and I want to take those pictures. Oh, that's a common one. Uh, you know, there and, and stuff like that. Uh, this is something that you guys can actually easily do, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So the, the camera is uh, directly in the app. So the agents can uh, literally tell you, turn your phone a little bit to the right, to the left. Uh, they're trained in getting you pointed exactly where you want to get that picture and they can take the picture for you. Um, even better um, is our agents are trained to do audio description uh, for the picture and write alt text. Um, and so uh -huh. when you save the picture to the camera roll, 
the alt text that the agent writes will also save as well. And so uh, not only do you get those magical moments saved on the camera, but you can also go back and remember them later on with the alt text that the agent writes. And they can either email that to you or save it to your phone. Um, we have a lot of people actually who get IRA agents to do their weddings. Um, it's a it's a pretty common thing that happens, uh, probably multiple times a year, uh, where they'll have agents either do audio describing for the wedding, where they'll be uh, described to a bunch of guests, or just do photo shoots. Um, a lot of people will just call in to get photos of their dogs. The agents love pets, um, so you'll be their best friend. Um, <laughs> So yeah, there's uh, many opportunities there. So when we take these pictures, are they locally stored on my phone or are they stored at your end? So it's both. Um, So it starts at our end. So when the agent takes the picture, um, and mainly the reason for that is when we take the picture, it uh, it takes it on on our dashboard. Um, We have the ability then to resize the picture, to crop the picture, rotate the picture, whatever you need done with that picture. Um, and then um, the reason why we don't do it right on your phone is because we want to get that alt text on there, right? So it's super important to have that. Uh, that way you know what that picture is later. Um, and then what will happen is the agent will ask you if you want them to save that picture to your phone or if you want that emailed to you. Um, and either way, uh, if it goes to your phone, it goes right into your IRA app, then you can share it or uh, save the photo to your phone. Um and then if they want to email it to you, then you just get it right as an attachment. How long do these pictures then stay with you guys before you get rid of them? They go instantly. So the moment your call ends, you don't have your pictures anymore if you choose not to save them. Um, an agent cannot access photos or literally any information from a customer outside of a call. So the moment that call goes away, um, if you want, if you're like, oh, shoot, I should have saved that picture, you're going to have to take it again. Um, because uh, just of the privacy and security of data. So basically what we're talking about here is the fact that uh, the app is very important in helping one manipulate the pictures or for you guys to give that person a guidance on how to hold their phone and all of that. Now, uh, what countries are you guys available in? Funny you should ask this question. Um, right now we are available in five countries. Um, so uh, uh, United States, Canada, uh, United Kingdom, Australia, and New Zealand. But we just announced um, about a month or on uh, Global Accessibility Awareness Day, um, our IRA global form. Um, and so basically what's happening is uh, we are progressively rolling out uh, in other countries. Um, one of the reasons why this is progressive is because of a feature that we just launched yesterday that we are in very high stage beta for, but it's happening. Um, which is um, multi-currency support. So we're working on getting Spanish into the IRA app. Um, and then we're very, very high-end betaing this right now um, to see what the interest looks like. Um, and so that's in the app as of yesterday. Um, but uh, you're going to start seeing this in various countries. So anybody who fills out that form in on ira.io forward slash global, um, we'll pick your countries and we'll start rolling the IRA app out. Eventually, by the end of the next couple of years, we hope to be everywhere um, that we can support, obviously, except for the one countries where like a United States company can't be in uh, for other reasons, um, which I think there's a few of those. That, uh, I think there's like nine of them where we actually cannot uh, legally have service. 
So when you go to these countries, then let, let's say you know they feel that we fill the form out, and uh, uh, our, our colleague uh, Mariam in Port Said, Egypt, our um, our co-host is not here, Austin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if it rolls out to Egypt and India, w- will that be English speaking, or would that be kind of? Uh, it would be English speaking at first. Yeah. So it'd yeah. be English speaking at first. Um, and then as we continue to progressively roll out languages, um, uh, that will be uh, added to the app. But yeah, for right now, uh, primarily English speaking. Yeah. And, and the languages, will, will that be, will that be agents or will that be kind of Babelfish supporty, you know, uh, you know what I mean? It'll be, it'll, it'll kind of be AI translation. What's your Spanish and- thing? Yeah, so we don't actually use anything AI um, right now. Uh, so anytime you connect to anybody on the IRA app, it's always human English um, or human Spanish. So um, right now, yeah, so we're hiring um, for various languages as we add them on. Um, so at any time uh, in the IRA app, you don't ever talk to any uh, AI. It's always okay. uh, uh, human. That takes us to another question, which is how can someone like can can anyone apply to be an agent in IRA? Because like you said that you're kind of as you can. And not everyone like probably in Egypt, if you support like if um IRA rolls out to Egypt would speak English. So um how can like someone apply to be an agent? Do you need like certain qualifications or like literally can anyone Yeah, so it Anyone can apply to be an agent. However, I think it's safe to say that we've got probably, and if it tells you anything, like we did, I think it was 15,000 applications last year for IRA agents, and we accepted probably 1% of those applications. Um, So IRA agents are somebody who can handle multiple tasks who can really, you know, who has a really great customer service ethic. There's not really like a a degree, right. For an IRA agent, but it really is somebody who's great at maps, great at doing, you know, everything that you can possibly do. If you can imagine for an IRA agent, right. There's so much there um, that, that you have to do. Um, And it is a very complex application process. Um, The, the application itself is 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 very multi-step so you take the application which is a form that you fill out that it probably takes about 30 minutes to fill out because it's a one that does maps you you have to do a bunch of stuff there um, record some descriptions some visual descriptions all that and then once that gets sorted through, you go through interviews, uh, you meet with some of the team, you you get asked a bunch of questions, um, and then it, it gets sorted through there. And just even through that, um, and getting through the application process is step one. Then you go through this agent training process, which is learning all of the terminology, um, all of the all the things that you have to learn. And then you get trained by people who are blind in low vision. Um, and you have to pass their training too. Um, and so whether that's navigating them, whether that is, uh, doing tasks for them that, you know, that, that have to be, and, uh, really get through that. So there's a whole step process, but yes, really anybody can do it if they can get through all of that and they, and and it is a paid job. Um, so it's, it's, it's employment, it's everything. So, um, if, but it is really difficult to actually succeed as an agent. Um, but if you do, it's very rewarding. 
So I got a question though this time for Irene. Um, now, Irene, I'm not sure if Ira got started on uh, Fruitvale. That's iOS. I call it Fruitvale. Whether it got started on iOS or Android. And on the Android side, how was it for you? Was it quite a challenging thing to make the app work with Android phones? Because so oftentimes what we hear from uh, developers is that, oh, it's so hard to do things for Android. And as a result of that, some apps never get to come to Android till much, much later on. And I was just kind of wondering how the experience has been for you as one who works on the Android side of things for this particular app. Actually, it's very well said. Android is a difficult uh, system because so many devices are available. It's it's a lot. And also often those devices have not been updated to a most current version of SDK, Android SDK, and so on and so forth. So I... I uh, want to go with an example. We have a problem with picture taking only on some phones. I'd been testing with Android S9 and everything works very, very well. But our, you, our explorer been um, reaching us that on her Samsung S10e, she isn't able to take pictures. So for that particular reasons, I just received this model of Android and I'm going to test and debug this issue on this model. Quite often certain uh, um, functionality doesn't work on certain devices. Usually those devices are quite old, quite outdated. Um, but sometimes we can see it on relatively new devices and so on and so forth. Yes, developing for Android is more complicated than for iOS, that's for sure. And how is the Android app now? Because I know I know previously, I think because of this, the uh, the iOS app was perhaps more feature rich, but I know the Android app got updated, what, a month, six weeks ago? Does, yes. does that start to restore some parity? What, what, how, how are we looking between the two operating systems? Actually, at, at that time, Android app has uh, some features that iOS doesn't have. But oh, at the same time, <laughs> iOS <laughs> has a feature or, or two that Android doesn't have. So let's, let's probably focus on what Android has that iOS is behind at the moment. And you know what? We we want to thank you. I think that's probably because of you. <laughs> it really is, though. And, like, and, and I'll throw that out there, yeah. guys. Like, I'll throw that out there, guys. Like, we have I, that goodness. Ira, <laughs> Ira started, and, you know, we had an Android app, um, you know, but it was, it was probably, you know, it was... It, admittedly left a little bit behind a little as as we went on uh mainly for for for, for a few reasons one being the the multiple devices two being just the the development of, of apps and um one of my focuses especially as coming in as pm was looking at what we could do to to get uh get apps up to date you know we need parity yeah. in our apps especially if we're going to go global like you know, there's a survey out there that says, you know, in the United States, then the United Kingdom, most people use iPhone, but everywhere else it's Android. Um, and that stands true for, for a few reasons. But I think 
you know, as we go through, um, you know, just to give Irene a shout out, like coming in five months ago and really bringing our Android app up to where it is today um, was uh, amazing. And, you know, there's a lot of, a lot more to go there. Um, but I think that we are, we're, we're getting there. Um, there are features that, uh, you know, the Android app has now that iOS doesn't have. We're probably going to see that for a little while um, as we, as we go forward um, before we get to full parity. Um, but I think that, you know, as we continue to grow, as we continue to, to evolve these apps and to really iron out the very specific bugs that are happening on five different devices that aren't happening on the rest of the Android devices out there. You know, I think there's, you know, there's going to be some things that, you know, we're going to discover as we go and uh, really getting this up to date, getting uh, apps to evolve are our main focus going forward. Sure. And, and Irene, can you tell us what the Android features are that the iOS users don't have? Because we are, if nothing but parochial, and we love crowing about what you can't do on iPhones. Warren does, especially. So what, uh, <laughs> what, what, what can you do on the Android iOS that you can't do on iOS? Okay. So the feature that we have on Android, but we don't have on iOS yet, yet is... Some explorers have a partner access account with an organization, and sometimes they have unlimited uh, amount of minutes. Sometimes they have limited amount of minutes. So now they are able to check their usage and and remaining minutes on a usage screen. This feature is available on Android, and we don't have it on iOS yet. Wow, that's very good. Well, right. one of the issues I know used to exist, uh, well, issues bugs really on Android, and this might be a Samsung thing, was sometimes when you took a still, so, so you might take a photo and, mm-hmm. and you know, you take photos at weddings, but another reason you might take photos, say, in a grocery store to look at a product label, that photo on Android would come out blurry. And the agent wouldn't necessarily get the clarity of picture. Is, is that bug resolved or is that one of the ones that you're still looking at? It should be resolved on most devices. I never saw this bug. I, I don't see this bug on Samsung S9. I didn't hear from people complaining about it on different devices, but our problematic devices are Samsung S10e and I believe Pixel 2, sometimes Pixel 3. Of course, 3. the Pixels are a problematic device. Uh, you just, <laughs> you just, you just armed uh, Edward, you know, when you talked about the Pixel phone. And uh, yeah, in reality, though, I'm kind of surprised because you guys were actually using uh, the J series from Samsung and in my never-to-be-humble opinion, probably that was one of the lowest uh, phones ever. And you guys were having good success with that. And it's surprising say, that a great uh, phone like the Pixel 2, which actually began the revolution of good picture-taking, would have such a problem. So the J7s uh, that we used was back in our Horizon glasses days. And so what we did was we actually overrode the entire operating system and we built the Ira Horizon operating system, uh, which was on uh, which was on those phones. And what it basically was was an app um, that locked that phone down so you actually couldn't use the phone for anything but Ira. 
Um, and so when you turned on the phone, it opened up this app um, that just let you push the button uh, to call. And one of the main reasons, um, so unfortunate to, to this day, um, one of the main reasons why that doesn't work anymore is because uh, the J7s got rid of their home button on the bottom of the screen. And what we found was a lot of people really needed that home button in order to access Horizon. Um, there was also an issue of um, our supplier, which really stopped updating the, the J7s were end of life and they stopped updating and we didn't really want to make everybody have to buy new phones. Um, we were selling the, the Horizon package as a custom package with glasses uh, included. And when we when we uh, got rid of Horizon back, I think it was uh, April of last year, um, if I remember correctly, the, the exact dates, um, you know, such a hard press thing to do. But I think, you know, going forward, you know, I and I always say this to people like, you know, I think uh, for glasses, the biggest problem is, is you we had this device. So we've went through many glasses over the years. Uh, for the, those of you that have followed us for a while, we had the, the Google Glass V1. Um, and then we moved to what we called the Austria glasses. We have come to this juncture now that I would like you to talk about uh, subscription models and things like that, because people would like to know what they're going in for and which packages would be a better package for them. Could you take us through some of the subscription models that you guys have? Absolutely. Yeah. So when you first start the service, um, you get a, a week-long training. Um, and so what this basically is, is when you start the service, you get uh, just a week to try out the service. Uh, no strings attached, no no money, no minutes, no, uh, no nothing. You just get to use the service and work with agents. Um, when you're done with that, you stay on our free tier, um, which is one free five-minute call every 24 hours. Um, but you can upgrade your plan. So the first plan uh, starts at $29 a month, and that gives you uh, 30 minutes of agent time. I usually recommend people to start out here. Um, and really see if you're going to use 30 minutes or not. Um, uh, it Because you can add on minutes too, and I'll get to that in a little bit, um, uh, which are just uh, monthly minute packages that you can add. Um, our pretty common one, though, is our standard plan. That's at $99 for 120 minutes. And then we have our advanced plan, which is $199 for 300 Now, I'm only giving the U.S. prices. I don't memorize all the other currencies. Um, but if you're in one of the other countries we support, we support your currency um, with a, a modified price point to make it uh, equivalent for you based on uh, uh, the time that we set up the prices for the currency rates. So for example, if I, let's say I, I'm on a 30 minute plan and I got into a situation that I need to buy minutes on the go, for instance, I want to buy five more minutes or 10 more minutes. Is that a possibility that one could uh, just uh, do that besides that standard subscription that they've chosen, for instance, and I'm at this wedding and I'm taking more pictures than my time is going to allow me, could I uh, tag on another 10 minutes and just get billed for that? Or it's not possible? Nope, you can. So you can really just add on minutes. I believe we have a 30, 50, and uh, 
100-minute packages you can add on. You can also upgrade and downgrade your plan at will. So you're not locked into anything when you subscribe to us. Um, You can subscribe for a month and cancel if you have to. We have a lot of people who do that. Um, They'll just subscribe for a month because they think they need more, or they'll subscribe, they'll upgrade in a month, and then uh, they'll cancel their plan the next month and come back after that. Like It really is not locked into anything. You're free to do however you feel in your subscription. And can one manage these payments within the app or does one need to go to your website in order to be able to manage uh, payment subscriptions? Yep. So there's uh, multiple ways you can do it. You can do it in the app. Um, You can upgrade, you can sign up, you can even add on the minute packages in the app. Um, You have to call customer care to cancel your plan. Um, But you, uh, and to downgrade your uh, plan, you have to call as well. Um, and you can also call our care team to sign up too if you have trouble in the app. Great. Mm-hmm. So um, my question is, is it 24-hour place? Like, or there's a certain timing that we cannot call for assistance or call an agent? No, agents are 24-7. Um, as of, uh, I think it was September of 2018, uh, September 1st, 2018, agents have been 24 hours a day, seven days a week, uh, including holidays. Uh, can you say a little bit about, for those that are members of blindness organizations, I think you discount some of the plans, don't you? We do, yep. So for various organizations, um, if you're a, a veteran, um, we have a plan for you. Uh, if you are part of uh, the NFB or ACB, uh, CCB, uh, RNIB, um, there's another one too that I can't remember off the top of my head. One of those other uh, B. Well, that's good to know that you guys have such plans that people could avail themselves of these things if they are members of these uh, different organizations and things like that. You you, you used the G (laughs) word a little while ago, uh, Ryan, in answer to a question that Warren asked, of course, glasses. I, I obviously, uh, you you spoke about the the need to to pull the Verizon, uh, sorry, Horizon, not Verizon. don't have to get onto CDMA phone networks, the, the horizon glasses. Obviously, hands-free uh, and traveling around is a thing. You can do it. Uh, is there any news on the glasses or wearables front? There isn't today. Um, we are really doing a dive on uh, uh, investigating the best wearable. Uh, I think for us, there's a few things that we're looking at, right? So there's compatibility, um, you know, with our glasses, we've had, uh, they've all been locked to one platform. And so, you know, you've, you've always had to have a third party thing that was plugged in and then either a cable or something. Um, and it was really clunky. You know, one thing we've heard was it's, it, you know, the, the video streaming is horrible. The, the, just really getting connection to the glasses is bad. And so one thing that we want to do is find compatibility for phones, for people to use the glasses on their own devices, um, whether that be Android or iPhone. Um, we want, we need glasses that are powerful enough to really handle the, the video streaming capabilities. Um, and then also have ones that work with um, other disabilities too, like, hearing aids um, that work with various other things like that. So we're still investigating 
Um, I don't see Ira ever being a hardware company anymore. Um, we'll be a software company. Uh, that doesn't mean, though, that we won't work with other devices. So I think in future, the plan uh, going forward is to really find a way for us to incorporate other devices that work with Ira. Maybe it's not glasses. Maybe it's, I don't know, your doorbell camera. Um, so the agents can look and see what people, who, you know, who's standing outside the door and help you describe that. Or maybe you can say, hey, did the pizza just show up, right? Um, all the way to working on other devices that you can access IRA with. I think like for us, really building the ability for developers to uh, work with us and to build their devices to work on the IRA platform, I think is going to be what the future is going to look like for us as a software company. So if hypothetically there were a firm in Amsterdam that had a pair of glasses, I'm not saying there is, uh, maybe it runs an OCR app on those glasses. Um might it be open the, to them to kind of develop an IRA app to put on those glasses? It's a, yeah, it's something that would work eventually on, on our platform. Yeah, if there was a developer out there who, who really wanted to build a pair of glasses that could work on our platform, yeah, um, I would say yeah. there would be something there. Um, and that's definitely something we want to look at in the future. Last week, Ryan, we had some developer from Voxmate, Gleb Zevkov was the one we talked with online Android users podcast. And so I'm just kind of thinking this thing could be incorporated into Voxmate. So maybe I could have Gleb yeah. reach out to you guys and see if there's uh, something. No, we totally, we totally would love that. You know, I think and, you know, it's kind of, as I was saying before, like, I think there's so many implementations that are possible, you know, as we grow as a company um, and uh, there's, there's opportunity for many apps. Um, and I think that, uh, no, I'd, I'd definitely love to set that up and to hear more about it. Yeah. it it's the touchscreen implementation of your horizon thing, really. It's for people who might not be as confident using TalkBack. So it's not, it's not quite wall garden. You can close it, but you, it, there are four gestures basically and it's a platform of applets so you might have an ira app rather instead you know instead of i don't know going through your access offers and your promotions it it is that gesture set that voxmate uses that will make that's it pretty amazing senior citizens and others to to, to 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 use the app i love seeing these innovations and in apps i think you know um it, it really seeing the, the differences in, in the app types, different phones that are out there too, that, you know, we can really be on. Um, I think that uh, there's so much opportunity for us as an app um, to, to get on various different devices, uh, to get on all these other applications that are out there, even other phones that are out there. You know, like I think uh, I see no reason in the future why we can't get IRSA on like the blind shell or something like that too. Uh, the type of phone where we can really get, because um, yeah. I think that one runs Android too, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. It does. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, to really be a part of it. And so I think one of my main features, you know, you guys were talking about what, where I see the future of IRA going. Like, I think that really having IRA on any device that you, you have around you uh, to get an agent is something that is, is going to be huge going forward for us. Yeah. To what extent does the camera matter on the phone for the agent, as long as it's an okay camera? You, you know, you'll see it as soon as the Apple event finishes. Does the whatever feature on the iPhone McThing mean that I'm going to get a better <laughs> IRA experience? You, you must have seen this. 
Yeah, yeah, always. Uh, <laughs> so what I say is we do use, um, you know, and Irene, you can you can speak to this a little bit too, probably. Um, you know, we do use all the native uh, implementations uh, for, for the camera kits, right? So for iPhone, we use the, the, the Apple camera kit for, for our camera. Um, I think that uh, I'm not going to say that off, you know, right out of the gate, we will support everything because, uh, you know, nobody has these iPhone 13s yet. Unfortunately, like I said on our Explorer call yesterday, I wish I was one of those people that got to test the iPhone 13 before it got released to the major public, but we can't yet. Um, but I, my hope is that, yes, um, within the next uh, little while, we will be able to support uh, those features. Uh, but I, I don't know if it'll be right out the door uh, and then, you know, I don't know. And uh, Irene, like uh, for Android, what do you think about that? Like for the anything special for like new Android releases, camera wise, like how do we support and can we speak to that? Like what uh, for the different camera functions, you know, super zoom or three cameras picking the best camera. Yeah, I think like we we, we want to do all that. Um, and the agents, the agents definitely can. What I will say to people is, you know, uh, give it a couple of months and I would say they'll, you know, the features will be there. I wouldn't go out and buy an iPhone 13 tomorrow because the cameras are supposed to be better. Uh, especially if you're just going to do it for Ira. Um, but, uh, we will definitely do our best to support those. Okay, I think I will explain how it's implemented right now. So right now we are going with one single camera for video streaming and for taking pictures. When we are taking pictures, we are stopping video streaming and taking the best picture this camera, the software, native Android software can give us. And then we are uploading this picture to, to the server. So uh, we have some limitations, of course, because the picture will go will be as good as um, an Android and camera will be able to give us. Uh, at the same time, currently we are we are working only with one camera, and also sometimes I'd say it's just you know like good enough. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend people to go and to spend a lot of money right now, assuming that they will be able to get some kind of better services or something else. Obviously, this thing relies on data. And what would be the required data speed for you guys? Does it have to at least uh, be maybe uh, LTE? Or can you guys actually do something even with a 3G connectivity? So I've seen people do it on 3G. Um, I've seen people do it on the underground. Even um, we've we used to actually do uh, you know stuff uh, a lot of the time. I recommend people to get on Wi-Fi where possible. Um, uh, obviously, the app will 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 continue to try to reconnect. So if you're in a bad zone um, and your phone is having trouble uh, getting access to the internet, the app will try to reconnect. Um, to the agent and get you reconnected. Um, now the agents are also going to be honest with you um, while you're while you're on a phone call or uh, with them. So if they go into a dead zone or if you go into a spot that's blurry, they'll sell. They'll tell you, "Hey, you know, I'm having trouble seeing on the camera," um, and 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 have you try to adjust that 
or they'll have a refresh button where they can try to refresh the video feed. Um, we, we have uh, done anything 3G. Now, when we get to 2G, probably not. Um, <laughs> you know, um, I've seen people do it on LTE. Uh, 5G, you know, it definitely works great. Um, I would probably say 3G is probably the lowest we'd go. That would probably support, though. Can you can you talk a little bit? You, you talked about the subscription prices a while ago and 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 the minutes of those. Can you talk about promotions and IRA access offers? Absolutely, yeah. Um, so, and I, you know, and I'll say this: like, uh, it goes into IRA access, right? So our subscriptions are are one model, but we do support a lot of businesses. Um, so. We have IRA access offers from Target, for example, um, and basically IRA access is free IRA. Um, so it's uh, sponsored either by IRA or sponsored by um, other businesses that pay for IRA. Um, so you can, one big one that we have in the United States that people use is our job seeker promotion. Um, and that one is sponsored by us uh, where we will help you edit your resume, uh, look for a job. Actually, that's not just in the United States. It'll be, no, that one will be all over. Yeah, that one's global. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we go into companies. So we have Starbucks. Um, so, you know, that one will be where you can go to any Starbucks store or starbucks.com. Uh, all of our webs are all of our access offers now offer uh, online offers as well. Um, and so uh, Target, Starbucks, uh, uh, Intuit uh, has one, uh, many different universities. We really work with employers. Um, we really try to work with people who want to you know, sponsor, you know, especially IRA for your job, uh, IRA on the job. Um, whether you are trying to get accommodations at work, whether you're trying to uh, uh, you know, read something, we've worked with many people from, from all all types of employment places, government, all the way down to, you know, customer service places uh, where we can really work with you. Um, you know, and I think it goes beyond that. Like, I think, you know, there really are opportunities to, you know, work with people to get your subscription paid for. Like I know we do uh, NDIS in Australia. Um, uh, we work with the VA um, in the United States. We work with uh, all all these different uh, places to try to get your IRA subscription paid for us. So that way it offsets that cost. Um, so there's so much opportunity um, to really get IRA for you. Um, and right now we're working with transit agencies. So, you know, uh, uh, there's one actually right now that was just on our Explorer called yesterday for Minneapolis um, who um, is doing their transit agency thing uh, and trying to get IRA there. So there's, all sorts of opportunities um, where we can bring IRA to people just all over the world. And I'm so excited to be a part of that. Talking about opportunities, Ryan, as we're coming close to closing this great interview with you guys, how about you guys bless a couple of our listeners of the Blind Android Users Podcast with uh, 30 minute sessions of the IRA so people could have a little experience of it. And if we're going to do that, I think we're going to make the magic word to get that as Irene. Shouldn't we do that? There you go. Look at you, Irene. Well, you know, I think that that just stands for you know how much work you've put in. You know, especially on, on getting the Android out there uh, for everyone. Everybody's you know 
that it's been a great update and I'm looking forward to seeing more. So yeah, there you go. just logistics on that as well. Do, do our winners need to be in your current locations? So they, they need would, to be, yeah. yeah, they uh, need they to be in to. there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, United States, Canada, uh, United Kingdom, Australia, and New Zealand. New Zealand. If you guys, any of you listening, uh, live in one of these regions, uh, remember the magic word is Irene. Uh, pretty Irene, just Irene would do. Could we do this again, Irene? Because I know you're kind of uh, busy doing all that engineering thing, but uh, it would be great if we do this again, say three or six months from now, and most especially if you've been able to resolve that issue with the S10e. Oh, yes, it, it, it will be my pleasure. And now I have an intense in the reason to do it as fast as possible. Great. Great. It's been a great pleasure with you guys. You know, really, thanks for having us. It's it, I always love coming on to podcasts and 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 getting to talk about Ira and, and really bring it to more people. So thank you so much, um, Android people. Time. We Android people, we hear you. Um, we you know we're we're definitely here now uh, and here to stay. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more Android updates and you know uh, keep. And the good thing the good thing is that you yourself have you know, the Pixel 5. So uh, there's my brother from another mother and you guys are going to make sure this thing keeps going on Android. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, a lot you of so our engineers, much. a lot of our engineers are Android users. So there you go. Like there, there's just a lot of that. So there you go. <laughs> thank you, Irene. <laughs> um, thank you so much. It definitely was an honor having you, especially because I think that Ira is it gives us more opportunities, especially for people who want to be independent. So, uh, but what I really wish for that IR would be available in my country, which is Egypt, because honestly, I love um, how you are, you know, what you're doing. It's such an amazing job. So I really wish to see it in Egypt pretty soon. Well, ira.io forward slash global. Um, feel free to fill that form out and you never know. Egypt might, Egypt might be the first one. If you travel out of our supported countries, you can still use IRA. This is really neat that people can use it. Uh, for instance, you're already a subscriber here and you go down to Acapelco, Mexico or something like that and you want to take yep. some uh, pictures on the beach, of course, then you'll have that support. I think that's really neat. Um, yeah, we've had I'm, some explorers go on uh, go on cruise ships. We've had some people go to Japan. Um, yeah. you know, there, there, there's so many places that people have been, and um, you know, uh, yeah, I'll just say this: like, you know, feel free to check out our YouTube. Um, we do an explorer call every three, every third Wednesday of the month um, uh, of every month. Uh, we have uh, so many um, podcasts on how to use Ira. We have our uh, Ira expedition series, which goes over, you know, how to use Ira, what you can do with it. Um, all that's on our YouTube channel. Um, so feel free to uh, take a look at those. And of course, give us a call. We're happy to chat um, and answer any other questions that may, uh, may arise. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you. That was a great session. And, and I say it in the interview, but uh, sometimes the IRA app for Android has felt a little bit neglected. And it's wonderful to hear they've got a dedicated engineer and that they are sourcing phones because people have reported bugs on theirs. So that they're actually buying phones to see if they can replicate the bug. I think that's, that's fantastic. And hopefully it means that the app will get on parity uh, with the iOS app very soon.
And I think that Ryan actually even said they have more Android engineers. And so I think that's really good. Some good news for those of us who are on the Android side of things. It is. And now we have Warren's unboxing of the Galaxy Watch 4. Hi, this is Warren and I'm unboxing the Galaxy Watch 4. This is just a regular Galaxy 4 and it's not the LTE version. I just got the box and I didn't realize this thing has been sitting down there on my desk for the past uh, few days. So the box is a very long thing, like a box of like a tube of uh, toothpaste or something like that, but maybe almost like double the size of a toothpaste tube, depending on how big it is. Anyway, so what I'm trying to do is to make sure is to check and see if this thing is accessible from the get-go or not. This, I believe, is the 42 millimeter one, and it has like a silicon band. Definitely, I have to change that band. And uh, really nice, feels actually really nice. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put my two fingers down on the face of the watch to enable accessibility. I'll put my fingers down and hold it. And I'm holding. Talk back on. Welcome to Talk Back. Get spoken feedback so you can use your watch without looking at the screen. SOS. So there it is, and I will now continue. Swipe right or left to move between items. Double tap to activate an item. So I'm just swiping through. Drag two fingers to scroll. Finish button. I'll tap on finish. Tap. Set up. Welcome. Double tap to go to the next screen. And I'll double tap. To double tap to go to the next screen. Galaxy Watch 40 meters RZ. Get started in the Galaxy wearable app on your phone. And now I'm going to navigate to where the Galaxy wearable is on my phone. Device unlocked. Open Galaxy wearable. Galaxy wearable. Galaxy wearable button. Connect your Galaxy watch, band, or buds. All right. So I'm going to find the start near the bottom. Start. Scanning for devices to add. And it's looking for the watch. Showing item one of one. Let's see if it finds it. Galaxy Watch 4, 0 MRZ. So we tap here. Showing items 1 to 2 of 2. Pair with Galaxy Watch 4, 0 MRZ. Vibrating. 0, 0, not checked. Allow access to your contacts. Check. Hello. Cancel. Pair. Pair. Galaxy wearable. Pick your device. Zero. Galaxy Watch 4 Bluegen. Sign in for more features. For completing check in three period. There we go. Get your phone to complete setup. Get these features when you sign into your Samsung account and connect a supported Galaxy Watch. Samsung Health. Backup and restore. Bixby. Find my watch. 
Skip button. I'm gonna skip for now because I don't. For your review. To continue, agree to the sending of diagnostic data. Not checked. Check. Okay. Um. Sending of diagnostic data optional. Checked. Checkbox. Not checked. I'm not gonna send that right now. Details. Agree button. Companion device manager. Allow Galaxy Watch 4 Bluetooth to manage your device. Don't allow button. Allow button. Settings. Galaxy Watch 4 Bluetooth will be able to read all notifications, including personal information such as contact names and the text of messages you receive. This app will also be able to dismiss notifications or take action. So I'm going to say yes. Allow button. Galaxy Watch 4 Bluetooth. Google Terms of Service. All these are the Google terms and your watch may automatically download and install updates. So I'm gonna go continue at the bottom right corner. Continue button. Getting your watch ready. And there it is doing its thing and uh, I'm waiting for it to get all of that done. And while it's doing that, this is updates available. It's telling me it's, it's got some updates available. This is the one that has the two buttons. There's one to the left and one to the right. And it's, it's uh, there's no uh, a crown in the middle. This getting Google account info. Watch these messages, Irvi. Choose your Google account. All right. Unlock the continue setting up your device. So it's asking me to unlock my phone. I'm going to put my fingerprint reader. Authenticated. There we Copy go. Your watch. Copying your accounts. Galaxy Watch 4 Bluegen. Finishing up. Watch these messages, Irvi. Is running. Tap for more information or to stop the app. So that's the whole idea is to see if this thing is accessible. I do want to caution here that I think the reason why some people were not getting it accessible or turning on the accessibility is the fact that they probably were not waiting long enough. And I have learned from having used that uh, Fossil Gen 5 and that, uh, you know, one needed to wait. And if you do reset the watch for some reason, you need to wait for three minutes after resetting it. In other words, when you hit that reset, you need to wait for three minutes in order for it to clean it up and come back to be on the setup screen where you need to put your two fingers down and hold down those two fingers to enable accessibility. You're all set. Galaxy Watch 4 Bluetooth. Galaxy Watch 4, battery 25%. Starting. All right. And this is the app on the phone. Navigation door, but search, but learn how to get the most from your watch. Not now. I'll say not now. Galaxy Watch 4, watch faces button. Take a tour of your watch. And so on the app itself, you got these things in a row. You got two rows. You got Watch faces to the left and then to the right of that. Apps, apps and then below watch faces on the left you have tiles, tiles and then below the other one on the right, quick panel, quick panel. And so in other words, you can manage your watch from here. And at this point, I believe it's trying to update my stuff. And so... But that is a short demonstration of the Galaxy Watch 4 
Uh, this is not the LTE version. This is the Wi-Fi version, and so it's not the one that has LTE. During the unboxing of the Galaxy Watch 4, we didn't go too much into some of the features and all of that. And so this part two is just basically to take a look at some of the features. In reality, if you are already using a Samsung phone, you will be at home as this thing is practically using one UI. When you are holding the watch with the buttons facing you, the one on the right hand side is your power slash home key. In other words, you use that to turn the phone on and that's also the home key. So when you are in an app and you want to just go back home, you just simply hit that to go back home. That button also, when it's long pressed, will activate the Bixby service. To the left is the back key. And we'll be looking at these keys and see if we could remap them to do something else. For example, if we want to remap that home key to long press to bring up the power menu instead of activating Bixby. I will now turn the watch on because it's gone to sleep. 6.37 p.m. Sitting here on the main UI, that's the home page, if I'm going to bring down the quick panel, all I need to do is swipe down with two fingers from the very top. Quick panel. Page one of three. We are told that there are three pages on the home, or rather on the quick panel. So it's the same typical uh, items that you would find in your quick panel. Just in case we want to review those, that would be things like Bluetooth on. Battery 56%. Bedtime mode. Turn off. Button. Settings. Button. Let's go into the settings and take a look at what we have. Settings. Settings. Heading. In list. Opening up the settings, here are the items that we find. Connections. Notifications. Sounds and vibration. Display. Samsung Health, Advanced Features, Battery, Apps, General, Accessibility, Security, Privacy, Location, Account and Backup, Software Update, Tips and Tutorials, About Watch, and that would be the last one. Let's go look into the accessibility because this is probably one of the most important areas for us as blind people. Now I'll scroll up to go find accessibility and I'll put two fingers in the middle of the watch and scroll down gently to find that accessibility. Account and backup. Location. Accessibility. Double tap. There it activate. is. Accessibility. Accessibility. In list. When we tap on accessibility, here are the items that we find within that accessibility. And these are. Talk back. Talk back. Tap. Visibility enhancements. Hearing enhancements. Advanced settings. Advanced Double settings. And this is a place we need to go to, but let's. Look at the other stuff before we come back to the advanced settings. Installed services. 
And here would be the place where you find other install services. For instance, if you want to install another screen reader, you could actually install another screen reader using ADB and you will find that in here. I do not have any of that installed, so I'm not going to go in there because if we go in there, we'll be told there are no install services. Let's keep going. Advanced settings. Looking for this. Touch sensitivity in list. Touch and that's the last item. Now I'm going to scroll down so I could go find that advanced settings and tap on it because here we could make fine adjustments to the accessibility, including assigning a gesture or taps to turn off and start talk back. Installed service. Advanced settings. Advanced settings. I am in advanced settings, and now let's look at what we have. Vibration watch. Accessibility shortcuts. Heading. Ex Two finger triple tap using one function. This is the area we need to go in. And here, as you could hear, it says one function has been assigned. And what I had done was to assign the triple tap with two fingers to both start and stop talkback. I will tap here to go in here and show you the services that are available. And here are the items that we have. Not checked. Check box. Accessibility. If you check this one, that means if you triple tap, then all the accessibility services are going to show up and you'll have to pick the one you want. And I do not advise using this one. You want to check particularly the one that talks about your screen reader. Talkback. There we go. Not checked. Checkbox. Grayscale. Not checked. Checkbox. Color inversion. Not checked. Checkbox. Add color filter. Not checked. Checkbox. Mute all sounds. On any screen, triple tap with two fingers to turn on your selected accessibility functions. In other words, once you check one of these, you could triple tap to start such an accessibility service that you have chosen. I will now go back by hitting the back button, or I will swipe from the edge to go back, but I'll just hit that button. Advanced settings. So we are back to the accessibility area where we picked on that advanced settings. Now, let's go back out of here. So, we are back in the main system settings. Now, the other item that I wanted us to look at here in the system settings is the advanced features. So, I'll scroll and find that advanced features and tap on it. Advanced features. Settings. Advanced features. Heading. Enlist. We are in the advanced features, and here are the items that I've found within the advanced features. Water lock off. Water lock off. Bedtime mode off. Theater mode off. SOS. Customize keys. Customize keys, and this is where we could go in and customize those hardware keys. I will now take you to that and see what these things are. Customize keys. Heading.
list. And here are the things that we find. Home key, heading, heading. This home is the home key and... Double press, go to most recent app. If you double press the home key, it's going to take you to your recent apps. So think of it like your overview button when you long press or rather when you double press it like quick taps. Let's see the next item. Double press. Go to most recent app. Press and hold. Wait Bixby. Double tap to activate. In other words, if you... Hold down the power key or the home key, it's going to activate the Bixby service. But I want to change this to where if I hold down that home key, it will activate the power menus and I could choose to power off the watch. So I'm going to tap here. Press and hold. Heading in list. And we have? Checked. Radio button. Wait Bixby. And that's by default. Not checked. Radio button. Power off menu. Customize keys. Heading. In list. That's the one I chose. Home key. Heading. He Double press. Go to most recent app. Press and hold. Power off menu. Back key. Heading. Heading. Short press. Go to previous screen. Unfortunately for the back key, and I don't know why Samsung did this, but there's only one function. There's no double press or long pressing of the back key uh, to do some other functions. And I hope that maybe they correct this with some software update. I will now hit the back key. Let's now see what other items we have below this customization of the hardware keys. Below that we have gestures. Heading. We have gestures and these are the gestures we have. Answer calls. Off. So if I don't check this one I wouldn't be able to answer calls. I'm gonna activate that. Answer calls. Heading. In list. Off. Switch. On. Tutorial. Shake your arm twice, bending at the elbow. Heading. Ah. Tutorial. Double tap to activate. And I'm not going to go into that, so I'm going to go back. Answer calls. On. In list. And next. Double tap. Dismiss alerts and calls. Off. And I want to do that. Tap to Dismiss alerts and calls. Heading in list. Off. Switch. On. Tutorial. Rotate your wrist twice to dismiss alarms or decline incoming calls. Heading. Tutorial. Button. And we'll go back. Answer calls. On. In list. Dismiss alerts and calls. On. Looking for this. Screen wake up. Button. Read notifications aloud button. You could choose Double to have it to automatically read your notifications aloud. I'm not going to do that. And I'll Double now go back from here. 
The next thing of importance that I would like to go to, especially for those of us who are blind, is the ability to change your TTS engine as I have changed mine from the Samsung TTS to Google Speech Services. I will now take you to where you can go change that TTS engine. For where we can find that changing of the TTS, we will need to go to the general. And so I will now go down toward the bottom, find and tap on general. Battery. Advanced features. Battery. Apps. General. Here's the general. We tap here. Settings. General. Heading. Enlist. Upon tapping on general, we need to go find and tap on TTS engine. But I'll show you what else is found here within the general area. Touch bezel on. Text to speech. That's where we will go to change our text to speech. Input. Input. This is where you could change things like your keyboards and things like that. Date and time. Sync with phone. Disable. Connect to new phone. Reset. And you can reset the watch here back to factory defaults. You can also find that reset when you go to the about phone. You can find that reset there as well. And I think there's another place. So three places that you can reset the phone uh, from to go back to the system defaults. Let's now scroll back down and go find and tap on that TTS area and show you where you can change your TTS engine. Connect to new phone. Text to speech. TTS engine settings in list. And we have text to speech heading. Preferred engine Google speech. And here's where you can go in and change to Samsung TTS or if yours was using Samsung TTS and you want to change it to something else like Google TTS or if you've installed another TTS engine like Eloquence, you go in here and change that. Of course, to the right of that is the engine settings just like you would have on your phone. So if I move my finger to the right of that or swipe to the right of that, I will hear where it says TTS engine settings. TTS engine settings. If you tap here, t Google TTS options. Install voice data in list. Of course, you can Double go in here and change the voice variant. Google TTS voice data. Arabic in list. Tap to activate. And so now I'm going to scroll and find English. Bangla Bank Chinese China Chinese Taiwan French Canada Oh I went too far Filipino Philippines Estonian Estonia English United States English United States voices. Tapping on English United States or whatever your language is, you're going to see the different voices depending on the region and you can play the samples just like you would on your regular phone. So for example, if I want to play the sample for voice variant one. Voice one. Double. Play sample text for voice. 
This is an example of speech synthesis in English. I'm going to scroll up and find something and tap that at random. Voice 2. Voice 5. Play sample text. This is an example of speech synthesis in English. And that's the one I'm using. Voice 8. Not checked. Radio. Play sample text for voice. This is an example of speech synthesis in English. And that's how you go about changing your TTS engine and all of that. I do want to mention here in passing that if you're changing the TTS, at least in my experience, what happened was that when I changed from the Samsung TTS to the Google TTS, it actually did not take effect. I had to unload and reload TalkBack. And since I have chosen to use the triple tap with two fingers to both stop and restart TalkBack, I will show you now in conclusion of this continuation of the unboxing that the gesture does work to both stop and start TalkBack. So I will now triple tap with two fingers. And that stops TalkBack. Now, the only problem that we have is that unlike what happens on our phone, it says TalkBack stopped or whatever, it doesn't do that with this one. However, when we re-enable it by triple tapping with two fingers, it will turn it on and says TalkBack on. So now I'll triple tap with two fingers to restart TalkBack. There's the sound of TalkBack. And that concludes the showing of the features of the Galaxy 4 watch. It's a beautiful watch. And Austin, there's a funny story about Warren getting his watch, isn't there? Yeah, there's a very funny story. So Warren ordered his watch and complained and complained and complained that he didn't arrive. He rung Amazon and abused <laughs> an Amazon employee in Austin. Where was Warren? <laughs> <laughs> Where was it, Austin? <laughs> it was, I don't know, somewhere on his desk. It was in his oh house, my ladies and gentlemen. What? He abused <laughs> Amazon. He abused the postal I thought, service. I thought, I thought and he was it was in his house. I thought he was going to call the Amazon CEO. <laughs> no, I, actually, so Yeah, I thought he guys... was calling Bezos, and it's in his own house. <laughs> well, you guys, when you have friends, and your friends turn on on you, and embarrass you in front of everybody. I think that's no bueno, man. Absolutely no bueno. So <laughs> We're not embarrassing you. We're holding you to account. Friends well, hold friends to account. If you set goals and I don't... No, let, let's, let's reverse this. If I set some goals and I ask you as my friend to hold me to account, I don't want you to say, oh, Ed, it's fine, because that's what everything on Facebook, isn't it? Whatever anyone does is fine. Doesn't matter. Everyone's positive. <laughs> everyone's right, even when they're wrong. What we are doing as friends is holding your feet to the fire, because that's what friends do. Isn't that right, Cameron Douglas? <laughs> uh, for the most part. <laughs> yeah. See? Uh, come on, dog. I thought you were on my side, bro. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't take sides. I take my side. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it was in his house, what, folks. What, what happened was that actually, so these boxes, so there were a couple boxes that were sitting there. One was a keyboard and the other one was from Amazon. And I didn't realize that they were there beside my desk downstairs. You blind so, or something? <laughs> I thought You're I am. Christ, Warren, open your eyes. <laughs> yeah. 
Psych. But the, the problem is that I have too much stuff on my desk. And I've been saying, yeah, it's time to clean up here. And <laughs> so this box was sitting there all this while. And my wife like, my wife's like, oh, you've had that there for a while. I said, well, I'll be, you know. <laughs> so, so oh, my gosh. Well, Warren's <laughs> trying to came straight it, away. So yeah, what Warren's trying to say is there's going to be a garage sale at his house this coming weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, so well, you can take technology yeah i think and so. I, I call amazon and, and cancel it and all of that so i'll i'll call them today and say hey you know forget and, about that you know i have it uh <laughs> was it not tracked like why didn't they say to you it's in your house yeah uh, so, okay here's the oddest thing though usually every single amazon uh order that i have it 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 sends me a notification says saying hey your um whatever has been delivered i never got that at all and so that's one perplexing thing that i yeah. really can't so he's deflecting. Uh, figure out what it, happened amazon did what they were supposed to do and it's their fault uh so <laughs> I, I don't know so uh, i'll call them and say hey you know forget about that thing um uh, put the charge back on it, it got here yeah. <laughs> I've just been sitting you, here all this time. Don't you say, Austin, it's Amazon's fault for not notifying rather than Warren taking any responsibility for working out what's yeah, in his own hands. Yeah. Now yeah. you're coming around like friends that I knew that you are. That might have been ironic, potentially. What we need to do now is like convince Amazon to implement some of the Indian technology into, into North America. So we got the drones that will come into our house and tell us Hey, I've put your package on the counter beside your bananas and then leave. <laughs> well, it oh, yeah. sounds like that's what happened. <laughs> but I'll be going after the bananas and I'll forget about the box, you know. <laughs> yeah. But at least then you know exactly where the box is because yeah. Amazon told you it's beside your bananas. Yeah. All right. In that case, I want, uh, I wouldn't miss it for, <laughs> for the world. <laughs> Have you had a word with Mrs. Carr? Presumably it's her fault as well. It wouldn't be your fault, obviously. Uh, well, it's it's just we have too many boxes that come into the house, and sometimes I think like, like someone put it on your wife. desk, presumably. It didn't just walk easy, it didn't go <laughs> yeah. lippity lop to your office, did it? And jump and go, ooh, desk, bang. Someone yeah, put well, it there. Actually, was that I you or was it Mrs. Carr? Or was it a my child? Fam, my family does well, you know, when they, they put all my stuff there. I, I I guess I just wasn't paying attention. So it's absolutely my fault, uh, not oh, okay. Amazon's. And then Amazon should have sent me the notifier just like they always have. Oh, you can't quite you can't quite accept full responsibility. <laughs> but I like the way you semi take it on the chin and say it's your fault. Well, we got to share the blame, wouldn't we? Good boy. Good boy. Good Warren has been proven guilty. The court is dismissed. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Send him down. I'll, I'll, I'll make some confession, do some penance, and it'll all be good. Indeed. Yeah. Next, we have uh, the latest in Warren's series of Talkback Highlights. As we continue with our theme of highlights from Talkback, we now come to the seventh installment in which we're taking a look at the last multi-finger gestures, and this time we're talking about the four-finger gestures. I am sitting now on my home screen, and using three fingers, I will tap to invoke the talkback menu. Talkback menu. Actions and list. What I'm looking for next would be the talkback settings. I will now find and tap on talkback settings. Text to speech set talkback settings. Talkback settings. Navigate up button. 
Having tabbed on TalkBack settings, what we're looking for is an item that says Customize Gestures. Customize Gestures. Customize. I am now on that page of gesture customization and I will switch to the heading granularity so I will navigate to the four finger gestures and go from there. I will now swipe up and down with one finger in a fluid movement to change my granularity to the heading granularity. Controls. Swipe up and down again. Headings. This is the heading. Now using one finger, I will swipe down one at a time till I hear it says four finger gestures heading. One finger heading and list. One finger back and forth heading. One finger angle heading. Two fingers heading. Three fingers heading. Four fingers heading. Showing items 30. I am now on the four finger gestures and instead of swiping down, since I am now on the four finger gestures, if you're a swiper, you can swipe from left to right or simply explore through the items that we have. So whichever way you do it, you're going to find the items below here. I am typically an explorer and so I'll explore through these items and go along as we talk. Tap with four fingers. Practice gestures. The first item we got here is to tap with four fingers and that is to practice the talkback gestures. I am not sure if this came by default or I reassigned it, but again, these things can be reassigned to whatever it is that you desire to use those gestures for. The next item here we have is double tap and hold with four fingers, pass through. Double tap and hold with four fingers to pass through. So if you're having some gesture problem with or some action a problem with a gesture that's not working for you, try using the pass-through, which is going to temporarily allow you to use that or pass that through and make it work for you. Next item, let's go here, is... Triple tap with four fingers, tap to assign. Triple tap with four fingers, tap to assign. In other words, I haven't assigned it to anything, and you could tap here to go to some action that you will like to use this triple tap with four fingers to perform. Next... Swipe up with four fingers, previous window. Swipe up with four fingers, previous window, and the next one will be... Swipe down with four fingers, next window. Swipe down with four fingers, next window. Let's keep going. The next one we have is... Swipe left with four fingers, tap to assign. Swipe left with four fingers, that too has not been assigned, and one could go in there and reassign it to whatever, or assign it to whatever gesture or action, rather, that they would like that gesture to perform. The last item here would be... Swipe right with four fingers, tap to assign. That too is unassigned, and that's the last of those four finger gestures. Below here, however, we have something about fingerprint gestures, and I'm kind of a little bit leery in talking about this because not everybody has a phone that these gestures work for, but if you have a Pixel phone, these gestures would work for you. So we'll just simply go quickly through this and see what they are. Fingerprint gestures, heading. And here are the items that we find under that fingerprint gestures. Swipe up on fingerprint sensor, previous reading. So swipe up is previous reading control. Swipe down on fingerprint sensor, next reading. Next reading control. And I'm not sure if these are by default or if I did this. Let's go to the last two. Swipe left on fingerprint sensor, tap to assign. Tap to assign on the swiping left on the fingerprint. And... 
Swipe right on fingerprint sensor. Tap to assign. That too is unassigned. And that's the last of those fingerprint gestures. So we got up, down, left, or right. And that concludes our seventh installment of the highlights from TalkBack. And Austin, how do people get in touch with us? People can get in touch with us uh, by visiting our website, blindandroidusers.com. They can register, post articles, ask us questions, give feedback on the podcast and lots of nice things. They can send us an email to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. If they don't want to come live and they want to send their Android journey story, also they can send it to myandroidjourney at blindandroidusers.com. They can subscribe to our mailing list by sending in an email to blindandroidusers plus subscribe at groups.io. The links to join at Telegram and Twitter and Clubhouse and YouTube channel will be all in the show notes. And that is it from this week. Thanks everyone for listening. We shall see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye everyone and keep an eye on those Amazon boxes. And that has been another episode of the Blind Android Users Podcast. As always, we appreciate hearing from you. You send those email messages to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. For those My Android Journey stories, we encourage you to send those to myandroidjourney at blindandroidusers.com. Until we see you in our next episode, you have a wonderful day.